Agents Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Street Text, where you can run Facebook ads that actually work. They're ready to go Facebook ads that include landing pages, text message assistance through AI, drip emails, capture forms, and best practices. Join Street Text at streettext.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Lab Coat Agents Podcast. And this is going to be a good one. We are going to bring on a non-real estate agent, somebody who's not licensed, but who is crushing it in the real estate world uh, from a coaching platform to wholesaling. He's got not one, but two podcasts. Of course, as you would you would suspect, he is a sought-after speaker. He has built some massive businesses that we are going to share with you today, built on principles like clarity and energy and courage and productivity and influence, all those cliche words. Cody, I'm not going to let it be that easy. I'm going to dig a heck of a lot deeper with you. Welcome to the show, Cody Huffine out of the great state of Utah, my friend. Welcome to the show. Excited to be here, Jeff. Thanks for having me on, man. Good stuff, man. It's not often that we have non-licensed real estate professionals, and I like it because I'm not one. And so it's fun to talk with somebody who can bring value to the real estate community uh, with more than just that, you know, experience. I like to change it up a little bit. And specifically, I'm very interested in the wholesaling aspect because it's so relevant to realtors. Yep. Before we go there, Tell our audience about yourself. Where do you come from? How'd you come up in the business to, to, to get you where you are today? Man, this was, uh, we'll, we'll try to make this brief as possible to get at least the, the share of the gold nuggets in it. So all through like my whole life, been doing construction my whole life, worked for my dad, general contractor. I get my general contractor's license and I'm doing that. I get married, still doing construction. And then 08, 09 hits. We're in the middle of building our own home. and construction just stops just cold turkey even in utah um i don't know if we felt as much as other states but it was enough that my dad lost a lot of his what was his bread and butter work and the guy and my mom and and my dad are just incredible people they would always still pay me a paycheck even though work wasn't coming in i was like i can't do this so this started the first part of getting uncomfortable i wanted to go get a sales job learn sales get into something that i could also make some money, but also not be a burden to my mom and dad while they don't have uh, business coming in. So I go out and I start doing sales, uh, selling vinyl fencing of all things. And I introduced to a guy by the name of Mark, who we'll talk in the future, ends up being my business partner in all that I do. But he he's like the number one sales rep for all of like vinyl fencing in the Western United States, like Western United States just kills it. And so he's in this interview. I get the job. I learn from this guy all that I know about sales. And we just start moving forward. But I only stay there for a year because I had this bug in me like, I, I, I'm already left my dad. I, I don't really want to work for someone else. I kind of want to work for myself, but I really don't know what I'm doing. And I got into, of all things, selling homeowner insurance and auto insurance. And I started a, a, a insurance agency here in Utah and kind of quickly grew that up over time. And the first year was brutal. It was $19,000 for the first year of uh, 80 hour weeks. And so it was really, really tough. And then insurance, or I mean, real estate didn't come in in play until like 15, but all through my insurance agency, my time there, 
I was always insuring investors. And I always thought they would be the greatest people to insure. Find out they're not the greatest people to insure because I was insuring the flip policy, which was on the book, off the book. And it was just a policy that never st like stayed there and had residual. So 2015, I come home early to my wife and uh, ends up, she's crying at the table and she didn't know I was coming home early. I go over to her, find out like what's going on. And uh, she looks at me, she's like, I still have no idea how we're going to pay our bills. Like, I don't know how we're going to pay our mortgage. I don't know how we're putting food on the table. And I kind of just, uh, I felt it as a husband, as a father at that point, three and the fourth was going to be on the way soon. And I just remember thinking, gosh, how am I going to do this? And I was insuring a ton of investors. I happened to go the next night to a real estate investor association, but a different set of ears were on this time. I was like, man, I'm still failing as an insurance agent. A guy stands up and he says, I found a deal three days ago and I turned it and I made 29 grand. And I'm like, you dirtbag. Like I worked 365 days a year to make $19,000 my first year in insurance. And you made this in three days. And so that was kind of the intro of where it started to where it got to really quick, where I got into uh, understand this little concept that we're going to talk about called wholesaling. It's interesting. And you know that you are one of millions of people that have gone to those investment club meetings, heard yeah. that success story, ran out the door and said, this is my future. And guess what? Six months from there, maybe 12 months from then, ended up in failure and back to what they were doing, right? So why do you think you were different? I, my back was against the wall. I was in a different, I was in a different position, maybe. Not that I was different, Maybe that I was at rock bottom and for some, maybe that's where you just stay in that comfortable place of doing what you're always doing and saying, hopefully it gets better at some point. I wasn't, I was like, I'm at the bottom. All I can do is go up. Let's shoot for this. Let's go up to it. So I went up to that same individual afterwards. I said, Hey, I'd love to learn this. I'd be willing to pay you because I know what doing insurance without any guidance or any mentorship, it just was a slow growth. It didn't really help me in any way. So I'm like this time, I know I don't have much money, but I'm willing to do it so I can get to your destination quicker than trying to learn this on my own. Well, he tells me bluntly to my face, I don't know if I'd ever coach you. Like you're the kind of guy that's like driven. You're the kind of guy that will go out there and do it. And then you'll be my competitor here in Utah. And so he was just straightforward. He's like, I'm not going to teach you. And I, I had a little chip on my shoulder. I was like, ah, come on, man. Like, I think we all are looking up for people to look up to. Like this is, this is a time to stand up. But then at the same time, I was like, I'm grateful he was honest because sure. maybe he wouldn't have shared everything he should have shared and it, it could have been a failure. So I just started listening to podcasts and started trying to learn here and there. And I found a mentor that was willing to work with me that was out of state, but um, sounded like he knew exactly what he was doing. And I, I don't say that this is for everyone, but 39 days later, so it's not, it's not a, you said it and probably nailed the statistic better. Six, 12 months and still nothing happened. 39 days into it because I was, my back was against the wall. I knew what I was going back to. And that was insurance that wasn't cutting it five years into it. And my wife's still crying, wondering how we're going to pay the bills. And rightfully so. And I end up going into it 39 days. I get my first deal that pays me $24,000 and it literally changes everything. At that point, it's like faith to fact. I'm like pinching myself saying, this can't be real. Like this schmuck that has no college education, no realtor license, no like experience went out there and did this and it changed everything moving forward. 
It's fantastic. Um, and so I have, I have a question about that, but I want to go back to the gentleman that you said wouldn't help you. And yeah. it's interesting that you said that because I'd be curious to know where he is today because, you know, the, I, I don't know how well you know LabCode agents, but obviously it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a group that was built by Tristan Ahumada designed to just give, right? Just give, yeah. give, give. It's all about contribution. There is no scarcity mindset in LabCode agents. Like everybody just wants to share. And that guy had a scarcity mindset. And, and the one thing I, I love driving home anytime I get a chance to talk about it to, to our listeners, to any audience is always come from contribution, man. I mean, there's enough business out there for all of us. Anybody who thinks like that to me will probably always just muddy along because you'll find the more you give, the more you'll get back. It's just yeah. the way it works. It's hard to quantify it when you're explaining that to someone until they do it over time years and then you know you know this probably hundred um, percent just like when you and I were talking off the air it's kind of you asked why I'm here today and it's a lot of that reason it's all about coming from contributions so I just wanted to say that let's go back to your first deal then so a what year was that B uh, how, how, you know wh- how did you get to be that successful I mean because let's be honest it's not that easy it's not, it's not. that easy just to it's pop not. a profit like that yeah it's not I think I'd been so through so much. And by the way, this is 2015. So May of 2015, I come home to my wife crying. Within a month, I'm getting trained on how to do this. And, and I'm willing to just like put it on a credit card. Cause I'm like, well, I already, I'm going all in on me this time. Like I'm, I'm, I'm done this little casual get by, which wasn't really even getting by. I was lying to myself. So 2015 is when I did it. What was the further question on that one? I know I'm trying to get here. Uh, I guess, you know, really just how, how did you, why do you think you were so successful? How did you turn that 24K? Yeah. yeah, it. my back was against the wall. I knew, I feel like to myself, and you probably are the same type of personality. I am driven. Nothing can stop my drive. Nothing can stop my motivation. Like I am self-driven. I don't need people to call me and say, Cody, get up and go do this. I will go do it. I was just doing it wrong when it came to insurance. So when this individual says, yeah, I'll take you on and starts coaching me how to do it, that's when I just went out and did it. And I just had to put, trust the process. I I knew nothing. And if I'm willing to pay some of the money, like do it step by step. And had he said, pull hair off a camel's back, I would have done it. Like I would have done it and I would have done it better than anyone. But I was willing to just go out there and push hard. And I believe, I believe personally, that the success comes from a giving back. We're always been, me and my wife, it's always been a principle of ours, help where we can, always give back, always give back. And we see these opportunities. I'm not book smart. I'm not a college graduate. I don't have any of that, but we're willing to give and we're willing to give hard and sacrifice. And that seems to open up doors. So that's one principle. The second one was I was willing to do it imperfectly. I had no perfect action taken. I believe the people that are willing to take massive imperfect action are light years ahead of the people that are sitting there trying to build this perfect plan, getting stuck at YouTube University and never taking action. The person taking imperfect action will outperform the person taking no action at all every time, not even nine times out of 10, 10 times out of 10. I love what you just said, Uh, imperfect action. I mean, so we have a, you don't know this about us, but we own a, a video school and we teach video. And part of what we tell people is, is stop sitting there staring at your camera, waiting for it to be perfect or doing it and redoing it and redoing it. Just put it out. It doesn't matter. Like just go, you'll get better with time. I love what you said that because it applies. I mean, that's, this is so different, like video and and investing, right? So different, but just go for it. So, all right, let's talk about you, 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 you did your first deal. You made a bunch of money. It was the changing point. It was a turning point. What happened next? 
So from there, I had to really look at like, where do I value my time? Where should I start putting my time? And at that point, I just, I started relying more on my team where I was, I was very bad at delegating when it came to insurance. And that's why that growth was so slow is I thought I would have to be the one that always had to talk to all the policyholders. And I started delegating that because I'm like, oh my gosh, it was this force of like, oh man, I can make a little bit more money here and I can do things and, and be happy. I wasn't really happy about selling policies, to be honest. It was something I thought, man, it'd be great. And at some point you can retire. And hopefully the goal was to have millions of dollars in the bank. It wasn't exciting to sell auto and home insurance. It just wasn't. So I, I end up uh, delegating a lot of that stuff off and there was a learning curve, but I was so dead set that this was my path and I was so happy doing it because I actually didn't feel like I was in real estate. I really didn't. I really felt like I was meeting with people that potentially had problems and then I find out they did have problems and it was up to me to see if I could solve their problem, see if I could be a solution. If I couldn't, I would point them on a direction to say, hey, maybe connect with this individual. They could help you out. I point a lot of deals to real estate agents that I'm like, you know what? On something like this, you have the time you want full price. I can't be a full price offer. I would list it with an agent and here's a person I can refer you to. But there's those that they're like, no, I've got to leave in three days or seven days or uh, my home's in rough shape. And I have to sit there and think, okay, Cody, serve, serve, serve. I don't care that it's a three bedroom, two bathroom. I just serve, 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 serve and find a way to solve their problems. And the byproduct is I'm able to get their home under contract at a discount that allows me to make money. But that's the side. That's just the byproduct. I just love serving people. And so I found out that, man, I just love this, this occupation because I'm out there just serving people at a high level. And with, with real estate in general, why I was able to succeed at a quick pace is I just, I just love talking to people. I have no problem talking to people. I have no problem looking like an, an idiot. I, I, I sound like an idiot too many times on appointments, by the way. And I didn't even know what to say. They're like, when can you close? When's the title company going to do this? And what's, what's the escrow? And I'm just like, I don't know. We'll figure it out together. Like we'll get through this. I don't know. And, uh, we just stumbled through it little by little. And so after one month of doing it, like 39 days, I should say a little over one month doing that first deal from there, I just went all in and it started gaining traction really, really quick. I think within, Oh, about the first seven, eight months, I'd already done about a quarter million dollars in revenue, not take home, but quarter million dollars in revenue. And it was just like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. And how many months? in about the first six or seven months, did about a quarter million flipping. Uh, yeah, just wholesaling. Yep. Just wholesaling. And then within the first 18 months, I did my first million dollar year where I did a million dollars in revenue. And it was, it was just from there. It just kept growing and this passion kept growing and we've grown it to where we've done, we're almost do about three times that a year now. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so, you know, this is probably a very uh, simple question, but I have to ask it. I mean, what's the secret? And, and I ask that somewhat tongue in cheek, but also uh, from a mindset of, you know, you're not the first guest we've had that is gone, has gone down this path or as an investor of some sort, everybody has different strategies and different ways they attack things. Uh, But the thing that always kind of just dawns on me that I think a lot of real estate agents don't stop and think about is, is they, 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 they sit there in their business and think like right now, I should be targeting investors because there's probably going to be, you know, a, a, a bit of an influx of, of short sales and whatnot. But in, in actuality, as there's a lot of real estate agents that should stop for a second, be like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute. I can be the investor. I have the inside track. 
So what is the secret sauce to wholesaling? Because it's, I believe, I know enough that it's, it's about who you know. It's about yeah. knowing the right people, the right banks, the right sell, right? How do you yeah. get to it before it gets to the market, which yeah. makes you A, an awesome wholesaler investor or B, an awesome realtor because you can get that stuff. If you just say, I don't want to do it, I'm just going to get it to my investors. It still yeah. makes you valuable, right? So yeah. Tell us about that. I think it comes down to like the, the trifecta, the, the, the holy grail of marketing. And it's the right message to the right people at the right time. So if I had to like pin it down to something that what allows my team now to have quality conversations with individuals that there's a great chance that we could go out there and probably solve a problem and help them out, it comes down to marketing. Are you willing to dial in your marketing so that you have the right message to the right people at the right time? And we've dialed that in. We hone it in. We're always improving it. We're always working on that. And so I feel like I'm less of a real estate uh, investor as much as I am a, a marketing company that knows how to just get my message in front of people that could be or might be considering selling their home. And that could be cold calling. That could be direct mail. That could be pay-per-click where they're trying to find me but you have to hone in on that message. We talk about what is the, I don't even know what it stands for. This is what lets you know about how little I know. When people say USP, I know what they're talking about. It's like the unique selling uh, point, Propos I guess. Proposition, probably. Proposition. There you go. This, to let, this should get, make people smile. I don't even know what USP stands for. <laughs> I understand what it means. I don't even know what it stands for. People like KPIs. I'm like, I understand you need to know your stats, but it's probably key performance indicators. And I'm probably lucky now that I said it. But the whole point is this, I know that I know how to speak to the people that I've done deals with. And so everyone, if a realtors listen to this, I'd be looking and say, man, of all of my deals, I want to bring it down and I'm going to send out a, a form to them. And for everyone that fills it out, I'm going to give them a $10 gift card and I'm going to ask them, what was it that led you to use me as your realtor? Or what was it that you were looking for that I was your solution, that I was your problem solver, or that I was going to be the one that was going to come in and help you list your home? I would get your last hundred deals and I would market something out to them by email and say, hey, and for doing so, for filling out this questionnaire, I'll give you $10 to Amazon. Thank you so much. Get it back and start looking at what it is. What are they, why did they pick? What was the pain? What was the villain that you came in to be the hero? What was the pain that you solved? And that should be your branding. That should be your message. That should be what you do on every direct mail piece you send out. That should be your message. When people come to the website, it's easy. Go to CodyOffline.com and it says three steps to making money in real estate so you can quit your job. It's so straightforward because everyone that's used me as a student that has gone through my coaching program, 90% of them said, I wanted to make more money and I wanted to leave my job. I wanted to quit my boss. So I made that my main headline of my, of my email or my, of my website, three steps to making money in real estate. So you can quit your job. And it's like, people are like, ah, I know what I get here. I know that it's just three steps to make money and I get to quit my job. Boom. I'm going to learn more about this guy. And that's, that's, that's it. That's interesting. And there, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, back that up a little bit because the, what you said was it's it's about marketing first of all which i don't think enough people put enough real estate professionals put enough attention to that it's also about you know just identifying right i mean yeah. what you said you all everybody who's in real estate even if you are new to real estate and let's just say you don't have a lot of past customers you have a lot of friends and family and you could you could send the same uh, you know the same questionnaire to them saying what was it that you liked about the realtor that you used? And then you yeah. can take that data and become what you want to become 
to identify more with that audience and make them want to use you. Uh, but then another thing that you said, and I thought you were going to go deeper on this, but you didn't. I thought you were going to say, uh, you know, you speak to them kind of where they're at. In other words, I, here's what I was thinking. I, I was almost thinking you dumb it down for them. You speak yeah. to them in layman's terms. Like I, in the mortgage business, I say this to my LOs all the time. I'm like, stop using those terms. Unless yeah. you're intentionally trying to make them feel dumb, stop using the 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 the, the industry lingo. Nobody knows what the hell that means. No one knows what it means. Right. So to speak to them in their language in layman's terms, that way they'll feel more comfortable with you. Because when you stop dropping, start dropping bombs about Fannie and Freddie and the market and what it's doing and the FHFA and all this crap, equity and you know escrow, these are terms. They're not everyday terms. And so talk to people where they're comfortable with you. That's so simplistic, but so powerful. Um, I Apple, love it. To back this up, Jeff, Apple. There were better MP3 players out there, hands down. There were better technology than Apple's iPod. Apple iPod, why did they win? Because everyone else was saying like five gigabytes and 20 gigabytes and this, this, this. Apple came out and stole the whole economy because they said something simple. USP was a thousand songs in your pocket. Hmm. Boom. Now people are like, oh, I get a thousand songs in my pocket. This is amazing. They don't care that it's five gigs. They could care less that it's 10 gigs or that it has a speed capacity of this, 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 and no one cares. Yeah. What they did care about and what they understood was I can have a thousand songs in my pocket. It's marketing, man. It's all in how it's, it's the language in which you, I love that, man. Okay. So uh, let's go back to that then. You know, you found that, you know, you said your website, right? And uh -huh. uh, to me, that's, I could be wrong, um, but I'm just speaking and just talking to you here. Yeah, I feel like that's an overplayed message now at this point. Is that an overplayed message at this point, or is it still resonating with people? Like, still resonating with people. I could have 10 students sign up this week, and I bet you between seven or eight of them would say the exact same two things. They're looking to increase their income, and they're looking to quit their job. Like, sick of it. I guess. And that's, I would that's say the audience, humans. know your audience. 25 to 45, that's my audience. Now, are there people that are younger and people that are older? Yes, but the majority are 25 to 45. So they're either young entrepreneurs that are like, I just don't want to get into business for someone. I just want to do it myself. Or they've been in business long enough and they said, I can't work here anymore. Like, I am, I'm getting bad with my relationships. Um, I ha I'm, and here's the other byproducts. Like, these are the other internal pains is not enough time with their family not enough vacation days to go enjoy and make memories, not enough income. They'll say a lot of it's tied to freedom, whether that's time, money, location, all these are all, they all line up. I could interview 10 of them and eight or nine of them every time without fail would say these exact same internal battles, external battles, what their pains are. And if I don't speak to that, that's the reason why people aren't finding you. You can have the best product in the world, but if you don't have marketing and you don't have sales, that's the life, that's the blood, that's the oxygen of every business. And you can have the best product and, and never launch because you failed to get your message out there the right way. Yeah, makes sense. So, so what are you selling when you give that message? Is that, is that the coaching? Yeah, so that's for the coaching side, yes. Coaching side is just, you, you have to, there's so many people out there looking for the new one. Now with COVID-19, there's even that little twist, like how to increase your income with very little of your own money. Because not a lot of people are, a lot sure. of people are now thinking, oh gosh, I don't have a lot of money. I just lost my job with COVID-19 yeah. and all this stuff going on. So now you got to just switch your messaging on like, hey, with not much money, not no money. I don't, I don't like that. There's going to be marketing dollars and your time's worth something. So I like to be a truth teller, truth seeker at all times. 
but helping them realize that you can get into wholesaling with very little of your own money. You can get in it without being a licensed realtor. You can get into it without being an expert. I sure as heck wasn't. I, I knew nothing. I just had drive and I had the right direction given to me so I could go follow it step by step. Awesome. So let's, let's head down that path. Let's talk about yeah. wholesaling and let's talk about, you know, your advice to the real estate community, the real estate world. Uh, Cause like I said, I think there's two places, two ways for them to go with this. And that is become a better mentor and educator to investors and get more investors as a result, which means more sales or become one yourself. And so talk to that. And what kind of advice would you give a real estate agent on how to start, you know, to, to diversify basically their product, diversify what their services are. Yeah, I, I would start so people can start to see what's going on because there could be people that are, not, I, I, I'm surprised that when I talk to some realtors, like, I've never even heard of that. What is that? And I'm like, what? You've never heard of this and this is your industry? And so let's talk to that base. I would say, let me tell you, it's very real. It's happening. It's been happening for years. Kiyosaki did it back in the 90s. Like it's been around a long time. Uh, Dean Graziosi came in and kind of made it beautiful. And then you've got a lot of people that have come along the way. So I'm, I'm just, it's been around a long time. So first and foremost, know that it exists. Second is I would find every wholesaler, go to those same real estate investor associations. And I'd find everyone out there saying that they're a wholesaler that are finding off market discounted properties. And I would get on their list and I would go find all your cash buyers, all your investors and say, Hey, let me know about your next deal because I've got a pool of cash buyers that are hungry for their next deal and see what happens. And you're going to see that, A, uh, here's, the, here's what I think you'll see. This is what I've heard from many of my friends that are agents. And that is this. You're going to find out that they are finding deals, not all of them, but they're finding deals. Second of all, you can find out how to still get paid, even though it's an off-market deal. And you're going to have, you're going to be working with the easiest process. Meaning, you're not working with a, a retail buyer that needs to get pre-approved for a loan and that at the end could say, oh, you don't qualify and then shut down. Or you have to go look at 15 homes to find out what home is the best. Cash buyers, they already know. Like they know this zip code at this price, it's a game over for me. I'll go in there and I'll fix and flip this all day long. You find them those, that, that wholesaler that's finding the deal. So you don't have to be the deal finder. Just connect them. Just be a connector, be a matchmaker. Mm -hmm. And you'll find out that you're going to work with people that don't need lending. They're all cash buyers. So they're either using hard cash or their own cash, meaning it can close in three days. You do three or four of those and get paid 3% every single month, your easiest close, you're going to love life. And then fill it in with other people that are retail buyers. That's great. That's fantastic. But I hear this from many of my real estate friends that are like, oh, I love bringing cash buyers to your deals because A, they close quick. I don't have to draw it out for 45 days, 60 days. They close in three days if I want them to close in three days. I still get a commission and there's never a chance of them like not qualifying for it. Like they're already, they're already cash buyers. They have the money on the side or they have it already lined up on the side. So it's just a really easy close. So I want you to think about that's the first step is I just find all the wholesalers, get on their list and line them up with cash buyers and get paid and watch how easy the process is. The next one is- Hold, hold on, one question okay, about that. Cool. You, so you mentioned where to find the wholesalers, go to investment clubs, right? Investment yep. groups, whatever. Where do yep. you find, where do you suggest someone goes and find cash buyers? I would say same thing. Real Estate Investor Association, one quick, easy tip that is very easy the real estate investor associations, well, Facebook's very easy too. We'll get to that. But all you got to do is just go in there, go to the front desk, Cindy or Sally or whoever's going to be sitting there and just say, Sally, 
who's someone that buys homes cash? Who's their fix and flipper? Who's a landlord? And like, oh, Johnny, go to Johnny and say, hey, Johnny, Sally over here said that uh, I need to meet you. What is it you do? And then just sit there and he'll be like, oh yeah, I'm a cash buyer and I fix and flip homes and I buy rentals. Awesome. Well, I actually find uh, discounted properties. If you're a realtor, just say, hey, I'm lined up with a lot of discounted properties. I'd like to let you know about them. Can I add you to my cash buyers list? Boom. Then ask Johnny, Johnny, who else likes cash deals? Like who else is a fix and flipper? Who else likes rentals? They're like, oh man, go over there and talk to Cindy. Go to Cindy and say, hey, Cindy, Johnny said I need to come meet you. What is it you do? And they're like, oh, well, I'm a landlord and I fix and flip homes. That's why he sent me over here. I have access to a lot of off-market discounted properties. Love to add you and let you know about them. Add it to your list and just keep going. If you're going to go to a real estate meeting, realize it's network, not net sit. Too many sit. Too many people go there and they get in the one circle and they just kind of stand there and casually listen. I don't. I put a number on my wrist. That's how many people I want to add to my cash buyers list. And I make sure I don't leave that room until I have, if it's 10, I don't leave until I have 10 cash buyers on my list. Work, network, don't net sit. And it's easy in those meetings to feel uncomfortable and feel like I'm a rookie and I'm just going to sit here. And when someone brings me in a circle, I'm just going to sit there and be like, thank you. Cause now I can just stand there. Don't stand there. Go move around and meet people. Well, one of, so one objection to that would be if they're already there at the meeting, yeah, aren't they smart enough to realize that they're at the meeting to meet the wholesaler themselves to cut you out? Oh, absolutely they can. Yeah, but they so, don't? Is that what you're telling me? They Meaning me as a wholesaler or me as a... Real estate agent. So I'm a real estate agent. I want to find that you, you, you gave them the recipe, go find the wholesalers. Sure. So you have the ticket to the, sure. you know, you're, you're the middleman. Where uh-huh. do you find, and I said, where do you find the buyers? And you're saying find them at the same clubs, but couldn't those people in a, effectively not, they don't need you as the realtor because they're already in that room. They may or may not. But if you, if the realtor is going out there and finding every wholesaler, that's the connection. They may be on two or three wholesalers list and you're connected to 10 or 15 or 20 or 30. That's the difference. You've got to find all the wholesalers and line those deals up with those cash buyers. But then as for the wholesaler, for the same thing, why do, why do they need the real estate agent when they can just go right to a, mm-hmm. a cash buyer? A real estate agent, let's say, or a real estate investor association, I mean, a good one has 50 to 100 people attend once a month. Mm-hmm. We have over 6,000 cash buyers on our list, meaning there's thousands of people that are not going to that meeting that still exist, that sure. still want discounted properties. Yeah. So they're out there. Yeah, there's other ways. And I, and I, I mean, what I would say as well as to the real estate agent, you're the marketer. A wholesaler is not a good marketer. And right. the buyer is probably not really good at going out and finding more, like you said, finding more wholesalers. So you be the aggressive one to go out and have a massive pool of wholesalers. And then you be the marketer for the wholesaler because you know how to get it out to massive numbers of people. And the wholesaler is going to want to work with you. I mean, you always can find an angle. You can find that angle, right? 100% agree with you. Okay. So, so where, where do they go from there now? And so well, you, and you've given them one suggestion, but you, you know what? You mentioned Facebook. How, how do they use Facebook as, as a strategy or as a tool? Yeah, Facebook's so simple. Real estate investors, like REI, uh, REI Freedom is a one that has 20,000 people in it. That specific group, go in there. Hey, looking for wholesalers in the state of Utah. And you'll see all the people that are from Utah chime in and say, hey, I'm a wholesaler. Hey, I'm a wholesaler. Get them on, like, hey, put me on your list. I'm a cash buyer. So if that's the route you want to go. Or... If you want to go out and be the wholesaler and you're just looking for cash buyers, do the exact same thing. Hey guys, coming across discounted properties in Utah, 
uh, any cash buyers here in Utah? And you'll see people start chiming in. That's just one group. You got wholesaling houses elite, wholesaling houses full time. You've got so many groups out there that you can post that message. But the other ninja trick is just in the search bar. Once you're in the group, go to the search bar and do cash buyers in your city or your state. And every post that ever has the word cash buyer in your city and state will pop up. And you're going to see the same people that are being like, hey, I'm a cash buyer here or I'm a cash buyer here. Direct message them and say, hey, I come across discount properties. I saw your post. Love to add you to my cash buyers list. Perfect. I've seen people add two, three, four hundred cash buyers a day just sifting through Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have to go about doing the message, basically. You can just go out and, and do it. And, and but hey, by the way, there's this group I know called Lab Code Agents. Could probably put a message in there and just see how many comments you get. I mean, it'd be crazy. Right. That's exactly uh, it. Lab uh, code agents, another one. Do the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. That's no, what I say. It's, it's not as hard as you think. I was just going to say, this isn't rocket science. It's not. It's not. In fact, I don't say it's easy because entrepreneurship, anything that's going to pay off is going to be, it's going to mm -hmm. test you. It's going to try you. It's going to make sure that you're, you're not going to give up. It will. But it, it, although it may not be easy, it is simple. It is simple. Wholesaling is simple. If there's anything hard, it's the investor. We get in our way way too often, and that's why we don't let the, the deals come to us. That's why we don't find the deals. I love it. I love it. So what else can you, can you add to this for a real estate agent who says, you know, I, I, I like where you're going with this. Real estate is like a roller coaster. It would be really nice to have another uh, a, a stream of revenue, right? Mm -hmm. is, is that, do you, so when I broke it down and said there's two ways to do it, uh, you know, just be a better agent to investors or be a wholesaler. In your opinion, which route would you go if you were a licensed real estate agent? If I was a licensed real estate agent, I would go on with a hat as a wholesaler. Always, 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 always. Here's the, 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 real, like the reality. I think about it in my own life and from actually talking to people. This is how I know what I'm going to share with you. It's not me saying any knock on realtors at all. Every one of us on average knows seven to 10 real estate agents, every one of us. So I want you to think in your own life and you'll find out, yes, I do. I know seven to 10. That's the average. Here's the thing. What are you, what are you doing so that if someone wants to sell their home, that they pick the one of the seven, you have to think about that. But more importantly, how hard is it to get leads because of that reason? We know too many realtors, so it's so hard to get leads. Here's the beauty behind this. If I go in, it's not hard to get leads as a wholesaler. It's just not. You get the right message out there. There's always people that either their home's distressed and they don't have the money to fix it up, or they're in a distressed situation and they need out quick. And in most cases, a real estate agent is not the right fix and they can't even help them. And so that's where... You've got to go in. If you could go in and realize that, oh my gosh, the hardest thing is getting leads in. I would start with wholesaling because that's the easiest way to get in because you're not submitting to them that I can sell your house for you. You're submitting to them that I can buy your house for cash. What's more tempting to call back? The person that actually wants to buy my house or the person that could waste my time and list my house? Right. It's so much easier for me to get those leads. So if I go in with my hat on as a wholesaler and go into the appointment and let's find out that, A, we've gone through every scenario and selling at a discount is just not going to work. 
Well, guess what? You're in the house though. That's the hardest thing for realtors to do is get inside the house. Now you're in the house. Now all you got to do is just switch your hat. Hey guys, what I could do is I could do a rental. And if you're willing to leave your loan in place, now this is another topic. I don't even want to go on this, but it's like now your second hat is you're an investor. I could use it as a rental. Nope, that doesn't work. Well, have you thought about anything else? Well, maybe I should list it. That's a good point. I am a licensed realtor. Why don't we go down that route and let's look at that. Let's see what we can list this for and let's see what we can do to help you out. The hardest thing is getting in the door. Wholesalers are getting into every off-market door before real, not every, a good majority of the deals, realtors don't even know are happening because I'm in those doors before they can get in the door. They're, in, they're with me talking to me because they're not even thinking about listing. They just right. got my postcard that says someone's willing to buy their home for cash. And they're like, hey, come on in. I'm not a licensed realtor. So I, when it doesn't work, I simply refer a realtor to come in and say, hey, and I golden spoon feed them a hot lead for them to list. That's another reason why I find every wholesaler out there. So when a deal doesn't work, which is a lot of them, they refer to you yeah. to come out and list them. Yeah, that's a good point. I did that, that right there might've been the best gold you've given here. And there's been some really good nuggets out there. Uh, but think about what he just said there. I mean, you're breaking down barriers. And frankly, like you live in the state of California, for example, uh, everybody doesn't know seven agents. They know like 27 agents because there's yeah. a real estate agent on every, on like every other house, right? I mean, yeah. it's everybody's a real estate agent. Um, and I think that's, that's, uh, I would say seven, gosh, that's, um, that's probably mild actually. Uh, it's, I, it's probably, even I more know so more than that. that. Yeah. Well, I know 50 as you should, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and most yeah. of our audience also knows that, you know, hundreds probably because they're in the business, but, uh, but that's also a good, it's a good way to think about it is that there's a lot of competition and you yeah. always have to figure out that angle of how you can get in the, that living room, um, to create opportunity. I love it, man. And keep your it. message simple. If you're going to market as a realtor, keep it simple. Um, a postcard, for example, that I have pre-made. I don't know if you'll be able to see that or not. That's eh, too shiny. Um, it basically says, would you consider a cash offer on your property and a phone number? That means they have to read it. Um, I think where most realtors, I'm not saying every one of them, most of them fail because it's literally on their postcard. No one likes to be sold to, but yet every one of us are buyers. And most postcards that I see from realtors shows a home in the background, a yard sign that has a sold sign across it sideways and a happy couple like, yay. So typical. That screams, I am being sold to. That right. screams, I'm being sold to. So people don't even read it, the message, because the picture already said, I'm being sold to by a realtor. Don't do that. Like not on here, do you find a decrepit home or you find abandoned home or broken windows, nothing. So people have to read it. Cause like, well, is this from the scouts? Is this from the church? Is this from a friend? Like it's supposed to note that my people go out and tag on, on doors, right? It's simple, but you have to read it to know what the message is. Most people's postcards and, and marketing are not being read because their picture is already saying you're going to get sold here. Mm -hmm. Pest controls, the spider upside down, dead. We got to get a new marketing brand. Like, come on, like get rid of the dead spider. Just, have it like this. My postcards have zero pictures. They just say, interested in buying your home at 123 Main Street for a fair cash offer, give me a call. And it's just white with black handwriting. Like that's it. Because people have to read it to know what it is. They don't know who it's from until they read sure. it. Are you, are you doing any kind of targeting on this? Or are you just blank, uh, you know, posting these on doors? Post notes would be like you're in a neighborhood like the C's and the D's. Like you're not in the nice neighborhoods. You're not in the borderline nice neighborhoods. You're in like 
you're in either fire zone or you're in the, you're in the war zone or you're in the homes that are like every other home needs something. There's something going on like yards that are grass high or boarded up windows or missing shingles. It's like, perfect. Go hit those on every door. Yeah. Yeah. that, That, that in and of itself is another strategy that I think a lot of people don't necessarily think about because we all want low hanging fruit. Uh, you know, and, and, and low hanging fruit is also high volume and, and that's just what we want. We, we want to do less deals and make more money and it's life doesn't work that way. It's not that easy. Right. I love it. Well, Cody, uh, tell me, so we're, we're, we're getting, we're getting long on time. Uh, how, what, what are some things or what, what is anything you want to leave with our audience um, or any things? Um, yeah. Also uh, after that, uh, I want to give them a, a good place to find you. Where can they follow you? Where can they connect with you? Uh, give us both of those things. Okay. Um, two things that I always loved that I think were some of the best advice I ever received. And I was able to live it and see that it worked. And that was this. They're both quotes from an incredible individual. I wish I would have met face to face. And that was Jim Rohn. He says this, you're the average of the five closest individuals you spend the most time with. Crucial. This is so crucial than misunderstood. People are like, Oh, I got to forget about all these people. And I can only hang out with these people. That's not what it means. It just means this. Only take advice from people you're willing to trade places with. So if you are wanting to make a million dollars, don't go ask someone that's making Mm $50,000. Ask someone that's making a million dollars. And what you'll see is you are the average of the five closest individuals you spend those time with. If you can hang out with five millionaires, you're going to see that they have principles and have habits in their lives that you may not have. But as you live those principles, as you gain those habits, the likelihood of you becoming them will become a reality. So only take advice from people you're willing to trade places with. Only surround yourself in that area. I'm not saying get rid of everyone else, but if you want to be spiritual, go hang out with spiritual people. Don't hang out with people that want to be spiritual. Hang out with people that already are, and you're going to see that they have different principles and habits that you can start to learn and live, and you'll become spiritual just like them. They'll lift you up. That's the power of that quote. Second one is, rarely does income exceed level of personal development? So this is crucial. Most times we're chasing the dollar. If you chase the dollar, you will always chase the dollar and you're going to run yourself ragged. Instead, become someone better today. Become someone better tomorrow than you were today and just keep getting better each and every day through personal development, reading, podcasts. There's so many good ways, events, mentors. Become someone better each and every day and you'll realize the income will just follow it. Mm-hmm. Never, rarely, rarely. Like lottery is the perfect example. Most people that win the lottery's mindset's down here. They win more money than they can spend in five lifetimes, but yet they know how to spend it in two years. That's a problem, but it's because their personal development's down here. Work on your personal development and your income will follow. Awesome. That, and that goes back to the whole contribution thing we talked about in the beginning. So that was a, that was a good segue there. How can people find you, follow you, get a hold of you? Give it to us. Perfect. So social media, it's Cody Hoffine. Hoffine's H-O-F-H-I-N-E. And then in Facebook, you can go to Real Estate Freedom Formula. There's a little private group that you can submit and, and go into that. It's an awesome little group. And then on YouTube, it's under Cody Hoffine. So I break down all the time. So free content to $7 content to all the way up to mastermind coaching. So it's totally up to you what, what level you go, but there's plenty of free content out there to learn more. In fact, if you go to CodyHoffine.com, you can even get my free motivated seller script and learn how to start talking to people today 
so you can begin to have great conversations with people. I love it, man. And so let me spell that for them. It's C-O-D-Y-H-O-F as in Frank, H-I-N-E.com. It looks to me like all of his uh, you know, but all all of it, all of his his names on are all on the social media platform. So whether you go to LinkedIn or you go to Twitter, or you go to Facebook, you go to Instagram, you're going to find it if you type in Cody Hoffine. I love correct. it. Let me ask you one last question: If they join the Real Estate Freedom Formula Facebook group, what will they find there? They'll just find great people. I think that's huge. When you're talking about the average of the five, there is a great community there. There's a great tribe there. This is a brand new group that we're just putting together of high level individuals that are in the game of wholesaling and that are doing deals and they're sharing like their tip tricks and gold nuggets as well. They'll get in there frequently as long as, as well as myself. Um, every Tuesday I get a tip every Friday I give feedback on people, what they could have done better to make that deal better. And then just the community itself, they're in there saying, Oh my gosh, I got this deal from doing this. And so you're starting to hear real time action. It's not, Hey, this happened back in 2010. This is right. like right now, 2020 action that's taking place. Is it a good place to ask questions too? Great place to ask questions. Yeah, because awesome. I chime in quite often. But then, like I said, there's great people in there that can uh, lead and guide by them as well. The Real Estate Freedom Formula Facebook group. Folks, check it out. CodyHoffine.com. Cody, this has been a pleasure, man. It's been fun talking to you. There's been some really good nuggets in here. Oh, and by the way, I mentioned the two podcasts. Uh, the one is Wholesaling Inc., right? That's yep. the name of the podcast. The other one is the Real Estate Freedom Formula. He said it's brand new. But hey, man, go subscribe. Go check it out. Uh, obviously he's got some stuff to share. You're going to learn some things. Cody, it's been awesome. Thank you for being on today. Jeff, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Today's podcast is brought to you by Follow a Boss. Follow a Boss is the real estate CRM that turns every agent into a top performer. Follow a Boss is packed with features, but it's intuitive and easy to use. So agents love working with it and it integrates with everything. Use multiple lead sources, Guess what? Follow a boss keeps them all organized. Want to try new marketing channels? Switch website providers? Plug them right into Follow a Boss. Visit followaboss.com forward slash lab code to see how Follow a Boss helps you close more deals. That's followaboss.com forward slash lab code. Agents Podcasts.